Say hey everybody, Alex Hooper here with So Rare First Pitch. I am here to respond to Keith's video about him needing So Rare NBA champion. And while I don't know exactly what I'm responding to, because I, I have no issue with the fact that Keith wants to play champion, I have no issue that it's a viable game mode, but I do want to say that this whole tiff between the two of us started with him saying that it sucks without champion. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but uh, there you would imply that it means SoRare NBA as a whole. I don't know if that's what he was saying. I know he wants to play champion. I get it. I understand wanting to buy a Nikola Jokic and play your Nikola Jokic and tune into the Nuggets at 10 p.m. Eastern and uh, watch him do his thing. But instead of responding directly, because I don't think there's a whole lot of issue with what he said, um, I want to talk a little bit about why I love Contender Mode on So Rare NBA. Um, I guess I will respond directly to a couple of things. So one of the things that he and I discussed was, he said, would you rather pay X for Nick Richards or X for Dame Lillard? And to me, it doesn't matter what I'm paying for a certain card because their utility is what matters to me. I'm not watching Nick Richards every single night. I have two sons on my team. They played at 10 p.m. Eastern last night. I went to bed. I want to win. So if I get more value out of Nick Richards than I do Dame Lillard, I'm fine paying whatever that is. And that's what it is with contender mode. You need to pay for value, not for in-game real-life scoring or the fantasy aspect as a blanket, as a whole. You're paying for value. And everything I've done with MLB is for the value. That's what I'm seeking. And it's no different with Contender. Trying to maximize the last 10 points and fit as much into your lineup as you can. The better part of Champion is that you can win better cards with Champion. You can scale up to the next division in Champion. And that is way more fun, I think, than just getting another Tier 1 that you play in Contender. As a matter of fact, Tier 1s don't always matter in Contender because sometimes their L10 scores are too cost prohibitive. So that is interesting, and that is where I think Champion wins. But I think Contender is a more skillful game. I, I play the class card a little bit um, when talking about this because I don't have a huge gallery, and most of it is tied up in MLB right now, and that's fine. Um, but I think Contender requires more skill to identify the people who are going to maximize your minutes as opposed to in MVP or in Contender. Essentially, what you're going to do is you're going to buy the best player for a week. It's going to be your big three. It's going to be Doncic, Jokic, or Giannis. And then you figure out a second stud to fit in your lineup because you get 10 more points over four more players. So you're playing with a better lineup. You're playing with better players overall across the board. Um, I take no issue with that. I just don't think, like, I don't think it takes as much skill to identify that, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell on an L10 of 40 is going to be good for your lineup. 
and then adding him with you know a couple more guys who are big time players in the game. So if you use forty with eighty more to spend over three more players, that's what twenty five, twenty six points each. You can get a Bam out of bio for twenty eight. So you're going to have more of an all star looking lineup, and that's fine. I just I don't think that requires a whole lot of skill. Find the best players and make them fit. On the contender level, you have to do some research. You have to know what's going on. You have to know how to beat the rest of the market. You have to know how to leverage uh, what's going on and who's playing who and uh, find value where you can. To me, that's more fun. Where I take issue with what Keith has been saying is he talks about getting caught holding the bag on guys like Keegan Murray and Nick Richards, who we just mentioned, because people are overpaying right now. Keegan Murray had a zero because he is a rookie, and last year didn't play, obviously, and he was a cheat code, and that's true. And the people who wanted to pay for Keegan Murray to try and win one week are held to the... They're going to be subject to a lot of variants. Keegan Murray might not do very well this week. I don't know what he actually ended up doing in the first two days of the week, but um, you know maybe he puts up 18. Maybe he just has a rough two games. Those people will get caught holding the bag for Keegan Murray for nothing because next week he's going to be useless. Nick Richards. Um, there's a couple of other guys who have low L10s who are going to see those skyrocket and thus their price plummet. That's the price to play price to pay, rather, to play these early game weeks. It's not always going to be that way. The amount of players who have L10s of zeros, meaning they didn't play last year and have played no games this year, is going to be very, very small after these first few weeks. Keegan Murray made it to game week two because he was hurt and didn't play in game week one. So then he showed up as one of the few zeros on the board. You saw that with Paolo Bancaro early. Um, came out firing with an L10 of zero. So the first couple weeks of contender are going to be subject to a lot of rookies with zeros. And I don't know a lot of players who are going to have not played for two years that are just going to show up in the middle of the season to a viable role. Uh, I mean, Ricky Rubio has missed most of last year and all of this year so far, but he's going to come back with somewhat of an L10. So, the amount of opportunities to go after these guys and you know sell your soul for a game week, it's not going to last. There's not going to be that many of these guys. So all of a sudden, the situations where you do get caught holding the bag are going to be limited to injuries or just flat-out demotions that happen mid-season. And that's the same with the soccer product. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue uh, in the NBA product. So what you're going to see is people having to take advantage of gaps between L10 and projected scoring. But it's going to be between guys who go from, you know, a 21 L10 to a 14 and are projected to score 20 points. Those margins are going to be so much smaller. And once we get a couple more weeks into the season, people are going to be kind of sewn into their roles a little bit more, and those opportunities aren't going to come up that much. So then the decision becomes, do you want to sell your soul for that game week? If you see someone's price spiking, do you want to hop on that bandwagon for what is now a seven-point difference as opposed to, with these early guys, a 20- to 28-point difference? It makes sense early on, and if you paid late and paid up for guys like Keegan Murray, 
you were selling your soul for one game week. That's not a viable strategy and not very smart. If you did that and you won, it paid off. It doesn't matter. If you did that and you didn't win, you made a poor choice. So you don't have to make decisions based on the rest of the market. You can zig when they zag, and sometimes you'll win, and sometimes you won't. And that, I think, is the skill of contender. I don't think you have the same idea where you're just jamming Giannis and Jokic into a lineup and trying to make it fit for Giannis and, you know, three thir- or 430 L10s. I don't think that's as fun. And also, people like me aren't going to be able to compete there. So, maybe I'm playing the class card a little bit. That's my rant. That's my rebuttal. I enjoy Contender. I did well in Week 1 in Contender and not very well in Week 1 in Champion because that's just how my commons fell. And I didn't even prioritize it. Now that I'm prioritizing it, I'm doing alright so far in Limited and I'm doing alright so far in Common. That's just maybe where my skill lies. I don't know. Uh, We got more coming up this week. I'm going to give you some top picks for next week coming up later in the week. Don't forget we got World Series uh, projections coming up as well. So like, subscribe, all that. Leave a comment here. Who do you agree with, me or Keith? Neither. We can both be wrong. I don't think we can both be right. But until next time. I'll catch you.